Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Ready, set. Spartan Race is back for 2018 and we're accepting no excuses. Barbed wire crawls, tire drags, spear throws and much more. Whatever your ability, you'll discover the right challenge for you. Take on our 5 to 25 kilometer events designed to push you to limits you never knew you could overcome. Complete an obstacle course race and let adventure back into your life. Are you ready to unleash your inner Spartan warrior? Visit spartanrace.uk. Well, welcome everybody to the TOT cast. I decided to take the reins for Chris O'Krantz today because he wants to watch the NBA Finals, which took eight days. Eight days to get ready. It could have been a different night. They decided no, not it to... actually took over 300 days to get ready. That is, that, that is actually true. <laughs> but it decided to do it on the night we don't want to do our podcast. We got a couple of new features tonight. One of them is we're actually doing video. So we And we got... Austin Omar in studio here mm-hmm. at the Centennial College Radio Studio. And this is Austin's debut on the podcast. Yes. So welcome, Austin. Thanks, and then we man. got Chris and Jake Skyping in because I told them they had to. They had no choice. So we got Jake over from the States. Chris, he's out in, in Mississauga. Yeah, so, somewhere in Mississauga. Mississauga. Undisclosed so. location. So we, got, we have some pity on Chris, too, for tonight. He's stuck in Mississauga tonight. <clears throat> so... Before we uh, we talk some Leafs, we got to get a little NBA Finals prediction from these two since they're probably at odds on who's going to win it. Chris, who do you have in this series? Well, you do even have to ask Jake. Like you see what he's wearing, right? It's in the I'm, video. It's well, you never know. He may point. just be wearing it to troll. Because that is something that Jake would do. Like, you know, hopping on whoever's going to win the finals each year. Yeah. You, Jake? <laughs> Warriors in five. It'll probably go six, but I'll take Warriors Ooh. in five. Okay. Jake? Warriors and six. Warriors and six. Okay, so I've heard a lot of Warriors and five as well. Okay, guys, since we're not the biggest basketball guys, we're going to make our predictions anyways. <laughs> Austin, who do you got? I have Warriors and five as well. Okay. I'll be bold. I'll say a Warriors sweep. Ooh, nice. okay. Um, I'm going to say Warriors and seven just because nice. I don't like being the trendy guy. <laughs> But we're actually going to get into some Leafs talk because that's, you know, that's what the podcast is for. We're going to talk some off-season stuff. We've got not, there's not, hasn't been a lot of chatter, but we've got, got a couple of things we have to sort out here. We also have some news that 
I wouldn't even call it breaking news, just some news about a couple of prospects and, and their status going into next season. So where do you guys want to start? you want to start with the prospects? That we're just you want to just get that out of the way. Sure. Um, you want to touch on that or? Okay. Well, we already know that two prospects were in given contracts. So Stephen DeRocher and Fabrice Herzog yeah. were both not given contracts. That means they become free agents. Jake is so sad about that. I could see the look on his face. He's just distraught. Um, <laughs> so what do what do we make of this? Do we make anything of it? I, um. I, I mean. Not really. Uh, I mean, the fact that these three or two, I guess, if we're talking about that now, were released just means the Leaf system is really stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't see DeRoche making the Marlies next year, to be honest with you. He had a good year in uh, Kingston, but I I don't know if I'm just the only one, but I haven't really heard a lot about him since he went from Oshawa to Kingston. He was obviously mm-hmm. somebody that was talked about a lot after he was drafted. Uh, he had that good Memorial Cup run for Oshawa but uh, haven't really heard much about him lately. So the third player, by the way, was uh, Nikita Korosilev, who will be re-entering the draft. So he's not a free agent, so he'll have a chance to get redrafted. Do we think he's actually going to get a substantial draft ranking? Jake, since you've watched the kid probably a little more than us, you think no. a team's going to take a flyer on him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, he's obviously he has a talent, but he kind of runs hot and cold. He's really inconsistent. Um, he'll either look like a first-round pick one night, and then he'll look like he should be playing in the ECHL. I mean, to me, I obviously there's a reason we didn't sign him because we didn't even think he'd be able to make the Marlies. So I, I can't see him getting drafted. No, he's probably going back to the KHL. And then we got, I mean, Herzog. The only thing notable we've seen him do is score an overtime winner against Canada, where he absolutely made. I think it was Chris nice Lee. Goal. He made him look like. A KHL defenseman yeah, in some well. regard with the with that overtime goal. So, yeah, I think I'm on board with that. Is not. I mean, these guys if they haven't cracked the system by now. I mean, they were drafted. Yeah. A couple of them were drafted when the Leafs didn't really have prospects. Yeah. So for the fact that they didn't make the team during that time period, I don't think it's really uh, bad news there. Yeah. Well, um, I think another thing just to add on before we move on is that uh, the Leafs right now sit at 37 contracts out of 50. So. They have 13 to go through expansion, the regular draft, whatever they want to do with free agency. So I think they're past the point where they can just hand out contracts to anyone. They kind of have mm. to know who who they're actually going to invest in and then um, put faith in those players instead of just uh, handing out random people. Uh, like you all said, they're not really they're not really like high prospects or people we're going to miss. You know, the Leafs are already stacked on the wing and they haven't done anything in junior or and Herzog's been playing in Switzerland, so he played with Matthews for like one year, but. Besides that, probably, like you said, Dave scoring against Canada was probably the most notable thing he's done in the past couple of years. So them them being gone, I I think I'd, I'm i impressed. Well, not really impressed, I guess. I guess I'm just happy that the Leafs are, are being smart with how they run their contracts now. Mm-hmm. All right. The re- main reason why I wanted these two guys here tonight before they go and uh, watch watch some basketball, I have a little fun th- little segment we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to ask each of you guys three players that you want the Leafs to go after this summer. So I'll start with the two guys since they've been patiently waiting to get their airtime. Uh, let's start with Chris because Chris has been a little quiet too. Uh, Chris, three players you want the Leafs to go after this summer. It doesn't have to be all, all UFAs. It can be anybody. Three guys you think the Leafs should go after. Freedom market is pretty bad, to be honest with you. I mean, it's 
there's not too many guys out there. A lot of it depends on who resigns where. I know a popular name being thrown around a lot is Joe Thornton amongst people because they want a second line center, which puts a lot of question marks around Bozak. But um, I'll go with like a low end guy that I'd like to see him trade for first before uh, I pass off to Jake here. But I'd love to see him go after a Braden McNabb. I know everybody's talking about going after the Anaheim guys, and that's the easy selection here, or even Minnesota or Florida. But a guy like Braden McNabb is a physical third-pairing guy, still pretty young, left-handed shot, but he does a lot of things well that could replace Roman Polak, and the cost to acquire him would probably be pretty cheap. So I know everybody's on the Minnesota, Florida, Anaheim guys, but that'd be another guy I'd definitely like, keep an eye on here. So we got Thornton, we got McNabb. Do you got a third? Yeah, TJ Oshie, I mean, is a guy that stands out, but I think he'll go back to Washington. But if he was available... Pencil him in the Toronto top six, and he fits perfectly. He'd be like the premier guy. But, again, I I don't think a lot of these top-notch guys are going to hit the market, to be honest. I think they're Mm going to re-up with who they're with and kind of make this a really shitty free agent class. All right. So, Jake, moving on to you, your three players. Uh, Are we being realistic or – (laughs) <laughs> I guess I guess we have I guess we can you can you can pick one guy who's just unrealistic that you want but let's make it let's make it realistic okay uh realistically I'd say Tom Wilson on the Washington Capitals I mean he's a restricted free agent they're getting into a kind of a cap crunch I thought he was all over the ice against the Leafs and he was a he was a big big time player for them and he proved that he can play up and up and down the lineup I think he'd be a really good third line center and he could definitely add some uh add some size to the to the lineup because it's really lacking outside of JVR. and a uh, number two would be probably josh manson uh again he's probably very unlikely to go anywhere considering how good he played for the ducks but you know you never know and uh the third guy would be you know matt dumba another realistic guy um, because I think, you know, he was drafted, uh, the same year as Riley. There was talk that maybe the Leafs would take him during the draft. Uh, he's a right shot defenseman. He's young and we have the cap space to pay him too. So I don't think the price would be too onerous either, but, uh, those would be the three guys for me. Okay. Now we're going to the room. Let's start with Omar. Omar, your three guys. Okay. Before I begin, Jake, don't hate me. <laughs> Kyle Quincy. He's say it. Kyle Quincy. <laughs> Do it. No, no, I'm not gonna say Kyle Quincy. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, Jake actually brought up a good point. How um, he would have liked to see, or like in the future, to see the Leafs um, use their cap space a little bit more, considering the fact that they'll still have um, a loophole and Horton that they can put on LTIR and open more more room, and then maybe you know take on a bad deal, and then get something in return. So my for my list, I kind of. Kind of also looked at maybe players that can fit in, but also maybe someone that uh, a team like we can kind of help out to get in, to get an asset. So in terms of UFAs, because I'm not really comfortable have having Ben Smith as the fourth line center going into next year. Nobody he, is. Nobody <laughs> is. Yeah, even though like sure he was, he was injured this season and stuff, but I'm not I'm not really for it. So uh, in it's terms of UFAs, maybe if maybe Nick Benino wanted to come around. Uh, he made uh, $1.9 million this year, and he obviously is a UFA. So, you know, if you wanted to resign, so obviously he's going to want to ask for more. So maybe if, maybe like a 2.2 or something like that. Maybe like a, like a short-term deal. It could, it could, help, to, it could help to stabilize that, that fourth line. Um, another person, uh, I think we were talking about this off-air. I don't know who posted the picture, but um, uh, Chicago and Vegas, and Vegas are talking about um, possibly – Leaving Trevor Van Riemsdyk uh, free, and after if they did that, then um, if have golden, uh, the Golden Vegas Knights would have to 
uh, take Marcus Kruger and Kruger in a deal. So if that did, if that doesn't happen, we all know that Chicago's over the cap. Maybe maybe the Leafs can help them out there. Even though yeah, he only had 17 points this year. You know, uh, so, you know, you mostly start mostly starting the defensive zone. You can throw him throw him on that fourth line center as well. And then finally, Jacob, brace yourself. Mike Green. Yes. No. Mike Green. <laughs> one year rental. One year. One year rental. He makes six six million for this year, and that's it. He plays on the second. He was playing on the second pairing. If you bring him in, we can have him on that third pairing because if it's Dermot, if it's if Borgman makes the team, if Callie Rosen makes the team, you want to have some sort of veteran stability uh, stability on on the on the on the uh, bottom pairing. And sure, he's not the best defenseman around, but you know if you can just have have him on have him on have him on the lineup, you know maybe Babcock can um, can bring out the best of him. And then that could be something. Oh, but, and then one more person, also Jay Beagle. By the way, Omar and Austin are at a bit of a disadvantage because they can't see Jake and Chris on the monitor like <laughs> I, I can. can. I can see the top And I gave a little chuckle when I saw Chris. I felt Jake's anger. <laughs> <You> felt, <laughs> it wasn't more so of I, anger. I have than... a question for you guys. Okay. If Matt Martin made two and a court, he gets two and a half per season. Isn't Bonino going to get at least four? There's already talk Brian Boyle is going to get higher than Martin at three. So would that not mean Bonino is going to get three and a half, probably four? Yeah, yeah, that's some more on. If, if he leaves Pittsburgh, yeah, right. yeah he's yeah. getting more. I, I, but I think, and Jake talked about this, they have a really good chance to win three cups in a row. So yeah. why would you yeah. want to leave? Like, I mean, it depends they on what he pay wants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, yeah, they can't pay him, but he may just want to stay for another cup. But like, the well, what's the highest you pay? You, guy you like could it. get twice as much going somewhere else. That's sure. Well, what are you guys comfortable paying a guy like that, like a Bonino? Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. three, three and a half. I think. And so like, who would you rather have, Brian Boyle or Nick Bonino? Nick Bonino. Yeah. I would have Bonino just because yeah. he fits. I think he, his style of play kind of fits the Leafs more than Boyle. I mean, yeah. Boyle played well. I just think you know, the, Brian Boyle's six foot six all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good, but that's a lot and for guys thirty one. I agree, but we know how Babcock tends to fall in love with these guys. Like you guys have pointed out a lot. Yeah. Babcock, yeah, well, that's he likes why he's player, not. He will yeah. War. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Austin. Give me your three players. All right. Um, first guy I have isn't exactly a very exciting pick. Uh, Kyle Quincy. No. <laughs> um, Matt Hunwick, I think, would be somebody the Leafs should look at. I mean, I, I wasn't exactly a huge fan of him on the third line at the season started, but, I mean, he, he did well for himself, and he wasn't completely <laughs> useless going down the stretch and in the playoffs. So, I mean, if you're looking for a guy that could be a stopgap person and just fill in there for a year on the third pair, I think he's the guy that could do it. Jake, don't say it yet. We'll we'll get to that in a second. All right, second guy. <laughs> I can't see him, so I'm assuming he's. Oh, and it's, yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Jake. Jake was left speechless. I'll just say that much. I mean, like you said, with the guys that Babcock's kind of tied to, he said he said on multiple occasions, Hunwick's a good pro. He likes him. I can see it just for a year, and obviously, what was it a mill and a half he was at, or even less? That he his contract was originally. So yeah. if you can get him for cheap and he doesn't completely blow it out there, I mean, why not bring him back for another year and just have him be the guy there? All right, your other guys. Um, another guy I had was Brendan Smith. I did like him. I thought maybe another cheap option. Uh, I'm mostly just going defense here because I don't see where you can fill in a guy besides a guy that can replace Boyle. I'd rather see the Leafs replace or re-sign Boyle um, mm-hmm. rather than look for an option on him because I I think he fits that fourth line role perfectly. Um, Brendan Smith I do like I think he's a guy that can again fill in there um, and another guy the, my third guy that I know Jake's not going to enjoy because we've we've bantered about this Cody he, he's already not liked your first two yeah I know 
I think he missed the chat. You you weren't in the chat when we when Jake's basically criticized uh, Brendan Smith. To... I know, but we're talking about guys that can fill in. You're not going to hit a home run, unfortunately, and then there's not many guys that are going to step in and be a stud unless somebody really surprises. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're just sort of looking for guys to fill the gap until your guys can come up next year. And who's your third guy? I put down Cody Franzen. Obviously, that's not a popular pick for most. I I said that Jake would not enjoy that pick. <laughs> I don't need to see him to know he doesn't enjoy that pick. Yep. Well, Jake doesn't make the final decisions for the Leafs, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just let's get slower on defense. <laughs> Old cement feet. Yeah, can, I mean, you, can you get slower than Roman Polak? Yeah. Yeah, to get slower than that is getting slower. That's getting slower. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know if you're looking for right. You know, it'd be funny to watch Connor Mc, uh, him go to like the the Flames and have to turn around <laughs> and catch McDavid. It would be like be watching awesome. an old man with like you know those those things with the two canes connected. Nordic pulley. Hey, no, oh the 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 oh, thing the that they push that's like has oh, four legs. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, hey Jake, I mean. The, the Flames are going to need a right-handed shot defenseman <laughs> when Dennis Wideman leaves. And then, I mean, Michael Stone is not guaranteed re-signed there. So <laughs> it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to see Cody Franzen with the Flames. Especially... Well, if we did, he would be a minus 20 if they ever played the, the Flames. <laughs> if, Unless um... he's basically just sitting in his own blue line. Which is also possible. All right. Um, my three, because, I mean, I, I, I want some fun. Uh, my I first hate, one. I hate this free agent class, by the way. Like, I, I, mean, I hated every one of those picks because it's just like. Okay, uh, well, and you went the free agent route. I'm I'm doing yeah. more of the trade route. My first pick is uh, Jonas Brodin from the nice. Minnesota Wild. I I saw him at the World Championships. He was, I mean, Sweden had a, a stacked D, you know, D core, and he was pretty good. He's shown he has some offensive capabilities. I mean, could you imagine seeing Nylander? Throwing him pucks at the at the no at the point and he just rifling them. That I think. I mean, left-handed shot also makes it a little bit of a tougher decision on that part, which is why I'm going with one of Jake's picks is Matt Dumba. He's you know right-handed shot guy. I think yeah. he could. He has really good offensive stats. But he does need a new contract, so he's gonna. He's cheap for the. I think he signed for this year and he needs a new contract or he needs a new contract this. Off season, so, and he's also going to cost a lot, so that's why I kind of Brodine is the first choice, and then my final one is from Anaheim, and it's Josh Manson. I mean, Jake and I are kind of on the same page here. I just I, I like what Manson brings. I, I want a guy who has some grit, and I have want a guy who can actually play in his own end. And I like what Manson did in the playoffs for Anaheim, so. It, those are my three guys. Now, second part of the segment, I haven't even told these guys what they have to do. So, you got your three guys. You're Lou, so Lou Lamarill comes to you. You're Mike Babcock. He says, you're, I okay. took into account the three guys. You can only choose one. I can only make the deal for one guy. Who is that one guy you want? Okay, this is pretty unanimous. I think we should all say it at the exact same time. Well, wait. So you, you so with the way it works, I'm going to go back to each one of you, and you're going to tell me the one guy that you can that you'd want the Leafs to choose from your three picks. All right, Chris, who's the guy? I think we can to? say it unanimously. It's it's so obvious. All right, do you want to do Chris it on, Russell? Do you want to do it on three? <laughs> okay, three, <laughs> two, two, one. Josh Kyle Manson. Quincy. <laughs> That's because you're driving the Josh Manson fan club bus, dude. Oh man. Yeah, I'm on. I'm I mean, on. I'm on the Kyle Quincy bus. 
You're on the Kyle Quincy bus. He's a good no. player. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. you make the I most mean, if, if we want to be like a Make a Wish Foundation, like the Sabres are, mm. then yeah, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> Last oh. I checked, we actually want to win something. <laughs> okay, uh. here, you can pick one Manson or Dumbo. Who are you taking? Manson. Why? Because he's just a better defender, like pure defender. We don't need more offensive guys. I mean, you've got Gardner and Riley and Zaitsev who can all get 40 points offensively, and they're good skaters. Manson is just a really good skater, and he's a shutdown guy. We don't have one. I mean, Morgan Riley shouldn't be playing shutdown line minutes. Yeah, to build off that point, like if you're watching Manson in the playoffs, he has he brings that physicality that um, a lot of people talk talk about the Leafs, the, the defense not having it all. And then you know, before, the only person we had, who had that was Roman Polak. And, you know, it's pretty – like I'll be really surprised if he comes back next year. So Manson will definitely bring bring up that uh, that shutdown defensive defenseman that we need. And um, and we, we actually have to stop, like, going to all these, like, offensive defensemen because there's too much. Like, we have too many defensemen who want to, like, hold the puck and make plays. And if you look at Morgan Riley, like uh, what, Jake, what Jake brought up, I think the, one of the reasons why he struggled so much this year is because he's playing – um, uh, a new role that he wasn't used to. You know, we're used to Riley like holding onto the puck. You know, going, uh, jumping, joining the rush, skating around, holding onto it. But this year, he was he was uh, brought on the task of like being a shutdown guy and actually not uh, having the opportunity to make that many plays. So I think if you if you bring in more defensive minded defensemen, then then that leaves Riley the opportunity to actually uh, play his game and play the right play the way he wants to play. All right, I'm keeping an eye on the clock in the radio room here. We got four minutes still tip off. For we us. got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Tip off is, is nine ten. Nine ten. All right. Tip off. Cool. This is where the YouTube segment ends for the show. So if you are watching this on YouTube, go back, go to SoundCloud, go to iTunes. Make sure you watch the rest of this podcast because we got a couple more things we want to get to. So just make sure you get to that. Moving on. All right, we got. Some guys that are still need to be signed. Some guys that could be leaving. How do we replace these guys? So if they were to leave, the two RFAs are up front. We have Connor Brown. We have Zach Hyman. Those guys, they're getting resigned. They're getting resigned. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they both are. There's no reason why they can't they can't get a deal done. I mean, if Zach Hyman is looking to cash in. He can fuck off. There it is. So, no, how much? Though, how on. much can the Leafs get for yeah. Connor Brown on the open market? No, no, like. Okay, so, so we've had some conversations. <laughs> we'll say conversations. We'll be polite. That there has been some articles on the Twitterverse uh, suggesting, Connor not Brown even suggesting. Don't be shy. Say it out there. The other side of the network, editor and Leaf, is writing some garbage about Connor Brown being traded. Don't be shy. Okay, first off, there is no <laughs> there's no basis on this speculation. Let's just get get that out of the way. We cannot as Jake says it's deny. fake news. We cannot confirm or deny who. And if Jake about. the American, well, American Canadian, American Canadian is saying fake news. It's definitely probably, fake news. Yeah. Like it's it's some pretty hard fake news. <laughs> it's some pretty hard fake news. So let's let's. Anybody who actually thinks there's a possibility of Connor Brown being traded, no. I don't see that no. happening. No, I mean, he, it's not happening. The guy—you didn't, didn't even think the guy was going to make the team. Like, who expected him to be this good? And now he has a 20 goal season, and yeah. we're just going to ship him off. 20 goal season, and he actually, and he was. I, up I thought him. he would have 20 goals. I'm not, <laughs> Jake, no, I'm not, I, me, me. I'm not saying we. Nobody thought he was going to have 20 goals. Like I, 
at the start of the year when he made it, it was kind of like you sort of saw how he played. But, like, whoever thought he was going to get to this point, it's just great that he's in the NHL. Yeah, another thing to build off that is that it wasn't like he was having success with one line. Like, Babcock was moving him yeah. all throughout the lineup, and he was still producing. He produced with Bozak, he produced with Matthews, he produced with Kadri. So, something like that, if, if you can sign him to, like, well, like a five-year deal, and then why wouldn't you want, not want to keep that? If you looked at my article that I posted, oh, that was, what, beginning of the month I posted? I wrote about him, too, Dave. We we all we, I mean we all like Connor Brown. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> <laughs> like fans. I wrote about him too, guys. Um, no, and I said if you and Jake said this many times too. Jake it was kind of him who started off saying if you can get these guys signed to lower cap hits, give them a little more term. Why don't you do it? And it makes sense. Other teams have been doing that too. Montreal did it with Brendan Gallagher. That was a big one. Um, trying to think of some other. I mean, when Duck and Keith signed with Chicago, I mean. They they knew that that contract was a sweetheart contract. I mean, we're not saying Connor Brown is going to get an eight year contract, but well, that him... was because he got like a thirteen year deal. Yeah, and unfortunately. So if you tell Connor Brown we're going to give you a five year thirteen year deal, he yeah. might take thirteen years for like twenty million dollars. <laughs> if, if you're the Leafs, you're going you're going to Connor Brown and tell him he's getting Rick DiPietro money. <laughs> oh, no, literally, like that, like that's a, that's the pitch. You can just look at him like, listen, you're from here. You're part of, like, arguably one of the greatest rookie crops of, like, at least, at least history. And no, of all time. Yeah, and we're, and we're building up to something really well, really good. So, you know, you're not going to get, like, a whole boatload of money because, you know, you still are the fourth guy. We still have Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. But if you want to be part of it, take your term, take your money, sit down, and let's have some fun. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I look at, like, Connor, and it's, those are all great points i mean i've i know some people who know him there's no other place he'd rather be yep mm. i mean that team also took a chance on him with a late round pick yeah and he's taken that opportunity he's ran with it so i can't see him going to the leafs saying i want to get paid because he knows matthews needs to get paid nylander yep. needs to get paid martyr needs to get paid so yeah, that said, you, you can't don't dick him around. Don't like lowball him. He should get yeah. like three million a year. He should yeah. he should be get paid what he's worth, mm-hmm. but also realize we're not gonna. On the oh, open market, he's yeah. probably worth four million dollars, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he should get three and a half or three point three three is what I would give him. Yeah, and, that's and that's a, that's a legit offer for him. Yeah, I mean, a twenty-five goal scorer who can. Get you forty-five points a game. Can play up and down your or a game a year. Get you <laughs> twenty-five play up points and down a game. Lineup. I would take that. Yeah, twenty-five goals a game. I'd pay him a hell of a lot three more than three mil. three million dollars. <laughs> okay, you want three? We'll give you three and a half. Talk about a sweetheart deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, even, even look at deals like um, like Wayne Simmons on Philly. Like he what, he makes like three point nine seven five. That that's like, a steal. And that's a, that's you a know steal. What I mean? So like, you by the way, that I think. Whenever, if he's ever a free agent, I think he Wayne would Simmons? be the most oh, perfect fit. That would be freaking wicked. I would buy, I would buy a freaking Jer- Wayne Simmons jersey. He's like, from Toronto, guys. He's from, so he's Scarborough, Scarborough no, he's boy. He's from Scarborough, Scarborough, Scarborough yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Scarborough is part of Toronto now. Yeah, it's, my neck of the woods. It's hopeful. Hey, Joe Ward Austin and will make Wayne the pitch Simmons. then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like with these guys, you might as well play on how much of friends they are. Like Matthews, Marner, Connor Brown. All these guys are really tight. Like. I'm sure everybody's seen this week Gardner and Morgan Riley golfing. Yeah. These <laughs> those, guys are very, shirts. very, very close. So <laughs> I think if you're Lemurillo or the Leafs Brass, you can kind of picture them the whole 
Babcock likes to talk about the Patriots a lot and how they have success and what goes into it. Part of that is them playing on the strings of guys that are, you know, friends and who's important and they're taking discounts to stay together. Well, at least well, easily go that route. Yeah, do I know the a lot Patriots of really, really do that. No, they let go of some guys, but who's important? They always keep there. They pay the guys that matter, yeah. whether it be under the table and you know giving then, Brady some real estate deals. That's a whole another topic. But and then at least can easily do these kind of things. And everybody they else can is replaceable. Do this. Everybody else is replaceable. I mean, and that's where we go next is the UFAs. These are all guys that can be replaced. Maybe not to their caliber. Like Brian Boyle is going to be tough to find. Can can we can yeah, we talk yeah. about the saddest the saddest departure? Who would be the saddest departure? Robita Island is no more after this offseason. <sighs> oh, no, no, no. He's no, going to be no. here, man. I bet you they're going to keep him with the Marlies. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying. He's, he's, uh, he's they're going to give him a job. That's oh, yeah, seemingly what it's, it's gotten to, to the point where you take care of us, we'll, get, we'll hook you up with a job. But yeah, I mean, it's that, a good idea. It is a great idea. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he wants to be around the rank. I mean, I think what Austin's saying is it's going to be sad not to see Robita under the LTIR can you really, anymore. Can you really call it Robita Island if he's not under contract? Well, he I was mean. the it's origin. It's Loopal Island now. Yeah. Loops Island. Loop, 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 Loopton? Loopton Island? Loop I don't know. Island? I mean, Nathan Horton's still there, too, so we, we can figure out a new clever name for that. That's your task, Omar, for the next one. Come up with a clever name for the not new it. Robita Island. All right. Although... Loop will stay won't be that long. Yeah, it's just as long as he stays off. <laughs> no, that's only another year, and then we have to call it Hortonville. Hortonville, that's pretty good. That's a good start. That could work. Yeah. That could work. Um, yeah, I mean, so we look at the UFAs. We got Matt Hunwick, Roman Polak. So already one pairing is gone. You got Brian Boyle. He's gonna most likely leave. And who do we think they're gonna? He's gonna be going to Jake. Who is the guy? Where is Brian Boyle going back to? Tampa Tampa. Bay. He's going back to Tampa. So, yeah, you can't tell me that Steve Eisman didn't tell Brian Boyle, we're trading you to the Leafs because you're going to make the playoffs of the Leafs and you're going to come back with us. So That almost backfired on them. And and they'll use the pick we sent them to draft some superstar. I mean, it's going to happen. They're going to light (laughs) us up for 10 years. Every time time we're watching, I mean, the Memorial Cup, we're watching some some sort of tournament involving rookies. World Juniors, you're like, who is this stud? They're like, Tampa Tampa draft pick. I'm like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) I mean, Sorelli was one. Uh, Braden Point. Taylor uh, Taylor Radish. Radish. Although Radish was was pretty pretty sad after that Memorial Cup loss, which we're going to get to, by the way. That's what they get for having that stupid blonde hair. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, uh... We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We'll let you have your rant on that, all right? We'll we'll see how Howden does as well, our last pick. Let's just go with the uh, any free agents I'm missing there. Um, just the, the ones oh, and, Mac, that, yeah. and McElhaney too, and then yeah. McCulloch, like and Greening, who are already out the door anyway. So, <laughs> like, so we're not re-signing any of them. No, no, that we knew that. All, although, unless in. Greening comes back to play center for the no, Marlies. no, no, no. Stop. Are we really an that, NHL no. contract? Are we really that desperate? Yeah. Do you I, yeah, not see yeah, the centers on the Marlies? I, so Colin Greening was the first line center. He actually like, wasn't that bad when he played for the Marlies. I didn't mind yeah. him that much. Maybe yeah, Cal O'Reilly, but he was alone from Rochester. Then like so. Brett Finley, but he was like a P- ECHL. And Go and Gochi is not coming back. Go- I think he was playing with Trevor Moore a bit too. The game I went to, oh. that was two weren't bad together. Yeah. So yeah. the yeah. the Leafs have a couple holes. They have one defense pairing that needs that needs to be addressed. The back of goalie situation, which will need to be addressed, and then you got and we got the fourth line center. Yep. We've kind of gone through some names. One name that. I don't know how it got out there. I think TSM was the one that pointed it out. 
Jake, hold your vomit for this one. Uh, John Mitchell, former oh. Leaf. Oh, God. Was rumored to <laughs> sign be... someone from Colorado. <laughs> Pass. Like, Full circle of life for that guy, man. Started yeah, with the Leafs, comes back. You know, the only person they there's say, only yeah, one guy I want boys from the 2. Avalanche, 0. and it's Brad it's boys McKinnon. Is he even the Leafs? There's only one person I'd want to sign from Colorado, and it's whoever runs their social media for that great attempt at trying to make our season seem positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, there, Austin. Kill um, Gregorenko had 14 points. This season. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, good Lord. Our goal differential was over a hundred. Uh, man, Carl's. Oh, I can't we, were, do it. we were almost as bad as the Atlanta Thrashers. Soderberg was only a minus fourteen. <laughs> so we're 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 a big no on the whole uh, John that guy, Mitchell. That guy no. or girl was the MVP of the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, who realistically could the Leafs get as their fourth line center? Because it is not going to be Ben Smith. Realistically, you don't know that. I think it might be. <laughs> I honestly think. Why it are might you doing be. this to me? No, I'm trying. I'm tr- okay. We're all Leafs fans here, so we all know something called optimism. We've had loads of it over the over years, right? And as much as I, as much as we can think about, you know, maybe this guy can sign, maybe this kind, this guy can sign, and and yeah, Toronto does look like a more um, attractive uh, organization than than in previous years. But like, I think it's going to be Ben Smith. I think their whole I think their whole plan of you know signing Ben Smith so you have that extra person to expose then you can protect Matt Martin for some reason and then or or, or actually not actually or not, or not even um because Eric Ferris still on contract so it could I, it could possibly be him too if, if Vegas doesn't take him I mean there's there's a couple decent names just looking at the our the UFA list I mean there's not a lot to go off of top talent but mm-hmm. I mean you got guys uh, just looking through here Daniel Winnick could be a guy. Former Leaf, he can play center, and he was not actually too bad. I actually liked him when he played for the Leafs. Um, John Mitchell is there, obviously. I don't, I haven't seen him play since he left the Leafs. <laughs> uh, I don't watch the Avalanche, so I can tell you. Uh, Nate Thompson had a really good playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. He could be worth a look, but obviously he has that injury from the Ducks run. I forget what it is—an ankle, yeah, I think fracture it was or something. Ankle. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, oh, Peter Holland's a free agent, but he's also arbitration eligible. So. Yeah, yeah. He's also don't... never coming back to the Leafs. Oh, no, Peter Holland. Peter Holland screwed us. All he had to do was play well enough so, we, so they can either trade him or re-sign him, and he couldn't do that. So thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, so uh, Chris and Jake left very politely, by the way. Uh, oh, okay, wait. Chris left <laughs> a little more politely than Jake did. Jake, Jake, Jake kind of just like – G2G. Like, just kind of left, but uh, we kept they good sports for saying as long as they did. I mean, I don't know, you know what's going on in the game, but who would be somebody interesting? I don't even know. I'm just looking at the list here. Curtis Lazar would be something. RFA that could actually that could actually work because he, he get, is he is looking for redemption. Like, did he even play after he got traded to Calgary? I'm not sure. I Who's this? Might, Curtis, Curtis Lazar. Lazar. <sighs> Curtis Lazar. He he played a bit. Ottawa, Ottawa messed that kid up. He's, yeah. a, he's an RFA. I'm. I don't even think the Leafs would be thinking about it. But he's a name out there that could be in the realm of possibility because obviously yeah. Calgary's pretty good yeah. up the middle right now. Like honestly, I would be well, okay with the experiment. It's just because I feel like Calgary will look okay. So we have former high high round pick. Um, he probably has some kind of like low hidden potential, whatever, and then people might use that. Use that to try to get some kind of like huge return for him. I've got so. it. I've got it. It'll enlighten us. UFA is number fifty on Cap Friendly's list. Is Leaf, it? great. 
Is it ranked by ranked by cap oh, by no. captain or by? I, I, when I, when I hear Leaf great, I just I just cringe. He is great. Traded in the Dion Phaneuf deal. Casey no, Bailey. Casey no. Bailey. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not going there. Okay, hold on. This is like edit- we're getting to editor and leaf know, level right? right now. The best hold thing on. Casey Bailey did Casey for the Bailey can have a score, second coming. score against Montreal. I think like the second last game of the season mm. in like twenty. What, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really reaching here because now I'm just getting into like <laughs> Greg McKeg. He's a free agent. I'm just looking for former Leafs at this point. Oh, Greg <laughs> You're looking McKeg. just at former Leafs. Yeah, Greg I'm McKeg. just that's just, I'm, a, I'm, just a long. That's a, just a long. We're in the dark throwing, road. I don't think any of us really want to go on. We're right in the now. throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. Portion. Uh, one thing I want to say, uh, Greg McKeg, thanks for Zach Hyman. Oh yeah, yeah. and no, the realistic thing, like I think, Winnick. I, I did like Winnick when he played. W- Winnick wouldn't be a bad option. I just think he likes. Yeah, he, he, he liked Washington. Mm-hmm. I, but Washington is was, cl- is was cleaning he one house. One of the guys that did yeah. the Roman Polak thing, where we traded him and then he came back. Did yeah, we like, traded yeah, we yeah. traded him yeah, we to traded him twice. Yeah, Pitt. twice. Yeah, we got a lot for him actually. Well, the first who do we trade? Who we got carries back for him. All right, we, we traded, traded him to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh no. first. And then, then we resigned after, him. Then yeah. we traded him because and then he got like and Carrick. Yeah, and yeah. He pulled. We pulled we him. second for that as well. We got a second, second and before. Connor Carrick. So, and that that was another thing I was going to talk to you guys about. We'll get into Connor Carrick a little more because I got to do his end of season review, and I'm. Not sure what to really think of it. Sorry, but. I just kind of dumped that on you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dan- Daniel Winnick is an interesting option. I just don't know if he fits what the Leafs need. Is he a guy that has the speed? Because look, you think about what the fourth line is going to be. I mean, Matt Martin will most likely not get claimed by Vegas. Yeah, and I don't even think he's going to get exposed. Yeah, Casperi uh, Kapanen, if he's on the fourth line, guys. There's a problem. That, yeah, there's a problem. I mean, there's a problem in that Zach Hyman hasn't been moved mm-hmm. from the from Austin Matthews line. Yeah, that was um, my one, that was my one gripe. Sorry to cut you off there. With the Matthews line, is that I think it was a tweet earlier in the year is like for a guy that's supposed to get Austin Matthews the puck, Zach Hyman sure doesn't have a lot of points. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he okay. Look, he has his chances. They they say he gets him the puck by creating space for more. Oh yeah, being that forechecker. Kapanen is a guy. That has the physicality to do. Like he's not the Hyman physical. That mm-hmm. he flies. Yeah, and he's not afraid to get in there. And the thing is, also, I feel that if you if you were to have Captain Matthews Nylander, those are three. Like if you're the defend if you're the defending team and you see those three go into the offensive zone, then you're like, what the heck? I mean, right? yeah. Sorry, I was just letting the guys know since Chris and Jake are gone, we can take these oh, god awful headphones off. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so I feel like, yeah, so to your point, like, and yeah, like, well, I'll give Hyman, Hyman his kudos. You know, there were points where, you know, you see Hyman, like, go into the board, so circle around, you know, feed the puck, puck to Matthews in the slot, and after he scores. But, like, say for, if you put a more skilled person on, on that line, like, how many more points would Matthews have had, have had this season? Especially with the chemistry that Nylander and Kapanen have yeah. on and off the ice. Th- this is my yeah. suggestion. Put Connor Brown in Hyman's spot. Put Kapanen in Brown's spot. And then put Hyman on the fourth line. Because yeah. what you do there, mm-hmm. I think Kapanen can deal with the cadre that line, give yeah. them that offensive player they need. And because he's relied on to play shorthanded, his That's, speed, yeah, his speed alone makes him a great fit there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Hyman gets moved down to the fourth line, which is where he should be. And then Connor Brown, obviously, Babcock's not huge on the whole 
you know, playing a guy on his offside. But I think Connor Brown has the intangibles. And, I mean, obviously, he's a more skilled player. He's a guy that will be able to, you know, play in the dirty corners. He's not the biggest guy, but he's smart. Mm-hmm. He knows where to pick his battles. And he can get Austin Matthews the puck. He can make plays. I think yeah. the biggest thing with Hyman is, um, I guess the first year he was with the Leafs last year, you saw that he was sort of that guy that could bang pucks in from in front of the net. Yeah. He had a lot of goals from the dirty areas, and with Matthews, you, you guys have seen how good Matthews is at picking pucks in the slot. Yeah. Like you, don't need Matt, you don't need Hyman in the slot with no. Matthews hanging out there waiting for loose pucks to exactly. bury top shelf. Yeah. And so Con- Hyman, pl- sorry, to cut you yeah, no, no. Hyman playing in the corners, he's not as effective as if he was standing in front banging in pucks. And Connor Brown is a guy that works really well. I mean, if you ever watch him with the Marley, he's playing off the boards. His cycle's really good. He cycles mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. So Matt, And he's played with Nylander before. He's played with a top caliber player in Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid and juniors. So that's where I think that would work. So we kind of got into a bit of the uh, – <laughs> we didn't really talk about the fourth-line center as much as we would have liked to, but yeah. that kind of – Better not be John Mitchell. It better not be John Mitchell, that's for bring sure. Bring back Bates Battaglia while we're at it. Oh. I, but I think that I don't, I, I don't even think <laughs> – the amazing race oh, and base spectaglia. Um, I don't even think that's the biggest problem for the Leafs. I mean, having Ben Smith play would be a problem, but mm. it wouldn't be as big of a problem as Leafs ha- not having a last pairing. It'd be a pretty big problem. See, I feel like I feel like the left side is already kind of reserved for a rookie. Wouldn't you say? It's it's either Travis Zermatt, Callie Rosen, or Andreas Borgman. Yeah, and yeah. I read an article. Not editor even leave. Um, that, <laughs> uh, that had a quote from uh, from Borgman actually. I think it was a Swedish um, a Swedish reporter talked to him about um, his decision to uh, to come to Toronto, and he said that you know Mike Babcock uh, came and talked to him about how he played and how he liked his style, and he said that yeah. his his sights his goal is to make the team out of camp, which obviously you're going to say right. Everybody's saying everyone's going to say this that, but Borgman? like yeah, this is Borgman. <laughs> okay. So what if he does? You know what I mean? So. It's not a bad thing. It's yeah. just can can one of these guys play on the offside? Can they play on the right side, even though they're a left-handed defenseman? That's the thing. I think I think putting, especially in your first year in the NHL, to put you on your on your offside. That's I think a bit that's tough. kind of yeah. That's pretty tough because yeah. you already have to adjust with the speed, and then you know and and, and, um, and quick thinking and making smart smart decisions. And then, and then you're, and then you're also gonna have to you know, focus on like on being on your off on your offhand. That's why I think if you reserve that left that left spot on the third pairing to one of those rookies, and then maybe bring in some kind of like veteran veteran right-handed shot, I feel like that could be something good. Or if you have faith in Connor Carrick, and then maybe maybe he has a rebound year, put him put him on that pair with whoever you have on the left. So this is where I want Austin. Yes. When the Leafs signed these. Swedish defenseman, you watched some film on them. Yeah, I'm watching the film right now. Actually, so, if somebody wants. To Austin look. is kind of looking at the film right now. Um, I may, we may have to talk about this a bit more. Yeah, Any of those guys play on their offside in Sweden? It looks like Rosen, Rosen is a left shot, and he's playing on the right side in Sweden. Yeah, because with Philip Holm, Philip Holm was a left hand shot. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is where I was kind of going. Omar's point was that it looks like they sort of alternated, from what I'm seeing from these highlights. If Rosen has experience playing on the right side. I mean, it's a little different than if you've never done it, then you've had you have to do it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe and he's done it in the men's league, which is good. I mean, and yeah, he's done it at a high. I mean, the Swedish league is not something to laugh at either. Mm-hmm. It's no. 
the one of the I think it's the, probably the third best hockey league in the world, probably yeah. behind the NHL and the KHL. So I I think that's where the Leafs can say we can have that. Now it may not be a full time thing. The Leafs are going to carry eight defensemen. We already know. Yeah. So this is where I think the whole suggestion with Connor Carrick. Connor Carrick played more. This is the most he's ever played. I believe he played uh, from what I was doing the arc. He's played over sixty games. Yeah. He's never played that many in the NHL. So people who are kind of giving Connor Carrick the, uh, I, I don't even know what to call because they weren't. Wow. That was a nice call. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, I'm just watching the Borgman. Yeah. This is this Borgman is Austin. Highlight. This oh, yeah, is actually yeah, this is usually Austin during class. Austin and I are in class together, yep. and he sits be- beside me. I'm you know we're working we're on something. Give all of a sudden, I hear all of a sudden I hear Austin give me a nudge or say, "Nice call, dude. Watch this." <laughs> uh, a lot of it is just draft guys because Austin is yeah. doing. I mean, Austin is doing a great job with our draft uh, draft oh, rankings. If you're not, it's mediocre. If us. you're not, if you're not. I mean, it's it's doing pretty well for a site. If you haven't <laughs> had a chance, do you hear that sound? I'm, I'm that gonna is, give uh, it a little Dave plug. Continuously pumping Austin's tires, so I have to do it. I mean, it's his first day. As I clap for myself, it's his first day. So, um, yeah, I mean, when, thanks, guys. I, I think the, I think that was a problem with Carrick because he's never played a lot in the NHL. Mm-hmm. His first time with the go around with the Leafs, he was sheltered. Yeah, that team was not good. So the expectations weren't high. Then he comes in a sec. Look, what happened? What, the problem with Carrick is he had a really good playoff with the Marlies offensively. Yeah. Offensively, okay. The Marlies were not exactly the best defensive team. They relied on their offense, mm-hmm. and they got manhandled by a Hershey Bears team that was experienced and knew how to deal with that team. And I think people had this expectation of Connor Carrick being able to step in and play that third pairing, I think it was a little too early for the people to have that higher expectation. Look, he not only played the third pairing, because I don't even think he played the third pairing, he played with Jake Gardner, he played with Morgan Riley. That guy did not have a stable defense partner all year. I think mm. I think most people saw Carrick in the playoffs and how well he did and thought way yeah. higher than third pair. AHL I don't think, playoffs. I mean, you don't want to jump to conclusions on a guy, but like... A lot of people thought he was going to have top four potential, and he still might. Yeah, but, but he's twenty. Yeah. People, what twenty three? Right. A lot of right? people are yeah. down on him this season, like to the point where they like a lot of fans don't want him here anymore. Yeah, but like that was all based like to what you guys said. That was all based on like on like everyone always talks about like oh he had fourteen points in ten playoff games, but that so we're looking at the offensive aspect of that. Yeah. So are we saying that Carrick is a more defensive minded defenseman or an offensive minded defenseman? He is. Okay. Per, first off, advanced stats guys really like him. Okay, because yeah. he's not the most physical guy. He he can he has some physicality to him. He, don't and get me wrong. He's gritty as well. He he's gritty. Mind, he doesn't mind getting in there against guys. He's his size makes it a bit tougher for him to be that reliable defensive guy. And he didn't get a lot of offensive zone chances. Yeah. That so one. so if we're thinking of him as more as an offensive minded defenseman or a kind I, of, I'm kind of yeah. he he's technically supposed to be a two way. Oh geez, the Jays game is just <laughs> gone down, gone nine, out of hand. Nothing, we started we started the podcast where they were down four, four nothing. It's now eight nothing. I'm no, it's nine nothing. Sorry, that scored and updated. Oh, okay, nine nothing. <laughs> so, so for the podcast listeners, those of you that were depressed about the Jays games, we're very sorry for bringing that up again. <laughs> um. Um, uh, from what I can see, Connor Carrick is technically classified as a two-way defender, just not 
good. His defensive skill is not what you're looking for for your two way defender. So yeah. is what happened with Carrick this season kind of similar to what was happening with Morgan Riley this season? I'd say so. Where he was tasked by Babcock to be more defensive. At times, maybe maybe got in over his head and made, made some mistakes. Because if you look if you look at um at Carrick's play and some of the some of the goals he was on the ice for, a lot of them were just like like Jake Gardner level brain farts. Yep. Oh, you especially I mean? in the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah exactly right. So he had a hard time getting Babcock's trust. I was a huge fan of Carrick at the start of the season because mm-hmm. I thought his breakout was really good. His first pass was really good at the start of the season, and he had a lot of patience. Like he didn't just blind toss the fuck up the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing I don't like with some of the defensemen, <laughs> Martin, Martin Marincin, who just throws stop, biscuits stop, up the center. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop with that name. Then <laughs> what? Martin Marincin? Oh, if he's if I ever see fifty two. If I ever see 52, he I don't understand. I, 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 mm. Under the definition of biscuit is a photo of Martin Marincin. Yeah. Honestly. So, the Oilers won that trade. I don't even know who they drafted with the pick we gave them. I think it was a fourth-round pick, if, we're, yep. if I'm not wrong. They won it. So I freaking forgot about that. Yep. Um, we traded for him. We, we traded didn't just for him. sign him. Um, <laughs> we gave up assets for that guy. The, yeah, just the thing with Carrick. I mean, look, Morgan Riley, when Babcock first came here, his goal with Riley was – we're not going to worry about your offensive game. We're worrying about your defensive game. We're going to put you. He really didn't play that well on the PK. He doesn't play a lot of short. Like Backhall doesn't want him to get worn down with the PK work. That's yeah. what Roman Polak and Matt Helmick are for. But he played him in those tough matchups. People always look at the plus minus, which is a god awful stat, by the way. Uh, the one thing I noticed when I did Riley's review this season. The least um, save percentage when he was on the ice was lower, was the lowest on the team. So is that the case of is he giving up better chances? Is the goalie not performing well enough? Maybe they're getting a little more relaxed when he's on the ice. I, I don't. I don't really. I think that's just. I think you're not going to see that next season. Mm-hmm. I think a the goaltending is not going to be what it was at the start of this season. Anderson is not going to be a goalie that's struggling out of the gate. I mean, he missed tr- most of training camp with an injury. So I think – I don't think that's going to happen to Riley. And, look, Riley did not have a stable partner. And Carrick, I think that's maybe where there are the similarities where those guys were kind of balanced with different partners. The Zeitz of Riley pairing worked at times, and times it didn't. Mm-hmm. That's where I think Riley needs that stable partner, and that should be the Leafs' biggest priority. Yeah, just – from what I can, I was just looking up the Marinchin thing with the pick. Um, Christian Wolanin, Wolanin, played in the USHL. Um, some guys that got taken after Philip All, who looks like he's going to be okay for Ottawa. Because um, Austin just wants to add to the misery, by the way. Yeah, Matthew Joseph taken. Um, was it thirteen picks after for Tampa? Standout at the juniors this year. Sorry, Jake. Yeah. Another Tampa if, pick. Ethan yeah. Bear, Dmitro Timoshov was taken after. Yeah, well, I mean, Timoshov's got some work to he do. He looks very good, though. He, he looks good. I think he just needs more time getting accustomed to a he, professional style. He looks like he has a puck on a string at some points. That mm-hmm. guy's really good with the puck. Just needs to play with some better offensive players. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back to the defense because <laughs> Sorry to say uh, we're, we're trying really hard to, to get away from the defense because we realize there's going to be – this is a thing that I think the bottom pairing we've kind of suggested, bring in a veteran guy – to, to do the right hand. I mean, I think Carrick might be given a fair shot at that mm-hmm. third pairing right side. 
I think it's more than likely you're going to see that left side being battle between Dermot, Borgman, and Rosen. Yeah. And I like that because you're not relying. It's not. It's like this is Travis Dermot's spot. No, Travis, you're going to have to battle two Swedish guys who have a little more experience in professional hockey. Now, Dermot had the year in the, with the Marlies. Uh, Sheldon Keith sang his praises. So we know he's the likely guy to move up. And I'm very I – mean, people are saying, well, he's only had one year professional hockey, but he's also a little bit older too. I'm very excited to yeah. see what he can do. He was a monster. He was a really good defenseman for the Marlies in the playoffs. He, he's very calm with the puck. Yeah. He's – I mean, breakout is really good. Breakout's really good, and that's what you need on that third pairing because he, he knows when to jump up as well. He's not dumb about it. See, teams are going to try to feast on the third pairing of any team because they can't get the puck out of their zone. But if you have a, this is where the least benefit from having the defensive guy, you know, the prospects is that they can break it out, they can get it out on their own. Yeah. Uh, to build off your point on um, on how the team isn't really getting, isn't just giving that giving that up. Uh, that uh, spot to Dermot. That's something that the Leafs organization has been doing actually for the past two years now. I think at every draft, Babcock has always mentioned that uh, internal competition is good. You know, we saw it this season or even last season as well with uh, with the wingers and stuff like that, and how you never want to have a position just just given, get just given. You know, I know it's really cliche to say like you have to earn your spots, but you know, with this new lease regime, you actually have to do that. So yep. I feel that. Whoever ends up taking that third line, you know, that third pairing uh, left side spot is probably going to earn it. Whether it's Dermot or Borgman or, or Rosen, we'll have to wait until, you know, rookie rookie tournament and training camp to see. I don't even think some of these guys are going to go to the rookie tournament. I mean, some will. I, I mean, they're going to. They're gonna... Can. I don't know if Rosen can. Is he? How old no, is I, think, yeah, I think yeah, anybody, yeah. I think, I don't think it matters in terms of the age. It's just if you're a rookie. Some, oh, some, okay. some players don't go to the rookie tournament. I mean, Neil, yeah. uh, Neilander went. Yeah, yeah, Matthews Marner, didn't because he Marner went to the World went. Cup. Yeah, Marner was there. Marner was year. there. Yeah. So I think it's going to be the guys that they're not sure how they're playing in the system, mm-hmm. and they're going to give them that extra time with the coaches. I mean, it's not. And let's not forget, it's not the Leafs NHL coaching staff that's right. overseeing. The, I mean, they're they're probably watching the games, but it's the Marlies coaches that are getting their first look at guys that are going to probably be with them. So. I think we're pretty much settled on Dermot, Borgman, and Rosen fighting for that third pairing left side. Now, before Austin, you get in there, I yeah. think Matt Hunwick is an interesting option to bring in as the seventh defenseman because he can play the right side. I think Matt Hunwick, his performance was more to do with having Roman Polak as his partner because... Matt Hunwick can do can be useful. Yeah. yeah, Roman Polak could not get the puck out of the zone. He can't skate it out. When he can, he needs like so much space. And I'm trying to use my hands here, even though we're not doing the video part. <laughs> he needs so much room in between to get some strides going that that's not. I mean, in the NHL, space is limited. So I think Polak had a hard time with that, and all his leg injury is just going to scare a lot of people away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the least if he's not signed, the least may offer him a tryout just because I think I think Babcock likes likes Polak. Um, it's a so, pretty gruesome injury. He didn't know, like. Let me yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys something. So okay, so before when it came to like free agency and, and signings and that type of things, before um, lease would sign players to, like one or two year deals, and the mindset would be like, okay. Let them play. We can flip them out the deadline. So 
whoever so if we were to sign someone in this year's free agency what do you think the mindset would be would it be you know stay here for like two or three years you know so you can help us in a long cup run or are we still in play and then we'll flip you at the deadline i think okay if you're free agency i think for the leafs now in like for now because you know you got guys who are part of this core uh you're going to these free agents and you're saying look we're trying to build a contender here do you want to be a part of that either one for one or two years yeah yeah that's it you're not i mean you can go after this is my problem i mean chris has mentioned guys like tj oshi like those type of guys problem with that is i think the leafs are more concerned about making sure that their cap is invested on their own stars Mm-hmm. That a guy like T.G. Oshie is going to be like, I know you guys are going to be content. You guys are going to be a good team, but are you going to be able to afford me? Are you going to be able to pay me? So, I don't, I don't see where that, where where the fit is there. I mean, he would be a great player. He's a really good player. He was really, I think he was a standout for watching the playoffs. Yeah, thirty three goals this year. So, so yeah. he's a good player. I just don't see the Leafs. Going the free agent route and giving those long term contracts, mm-hmm. unless it's absolutely necessary, unless there's a really standout guy on the back end. Jonathan Tavares. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. We're John Tavares. <laughs> he's not leaving the Islanders, unfortunately. Yeah. He's he's stuck there. I think uh, he's in a tough spot. He, I mean, the French they're, they're going to offer him a lot of money. Um, yeah. I I think you only really give out bridge deals at this point for guys because. Yeah. Really, what's the point in investing when you have? I mean, you don't know what you have in Valiev right now. He could turn out. Val- Nielsen's Val- coming up. He, I think we've all sort of agreed he needs another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I forgetting here? The two Swedes obviously are going to be making noise at some point. So you're not going to sign anybody to long term. No. Some guys yeah. were talking Shattenkirk when it, they actually thought they had a chance at him. I'm, yeah. ta- I'm talking before deadline. Yeah. Yeah. When that some people thought the Leafs had a shot at him. He's not going to get as much money as he thought because nope. of that playoff run, but he's still going to be way too much. We already yeah. know Edmonton's going right after him. Probably. Can we all agree? I think yeah. he goes. They have to, yeah, because um, like, he, so, he's like he's probably going to a big market. I agree, like Boston or New York. Yeah. But Edmonton's going to throw him. I think a I think Rangers make most sense for him, honestly. Yeah. The problem with the Rangers, they need to get rid of some money. Yeah, I think they have like they have like know. nine. Million. And Leafs, they only have nine million cap space. They have a couple of RFAs I, they have to sign. I hope the Leafs are not going after any of those guys. So yeah. I don't. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, my head. Sorry, I forgot to turn off the computer audio. The Jays scored a run. Yeah. So this is going to be the most outdated Blue Jays update. Jays scored a run. Um, all right. There's a couple. So we're we're pretty much in agreement with how the defense. Now this is why I said the when I asked for the suggestions for tonight for the guys to pick. I was looking for guys that can fit in the top four for the decor mostly. That's mm-hmm. why I picked guys like Brodeen. I mean, Austin, you went throughout the fourth line there because you realize that's yeah. a big problem. I, yeah. I think you shore up the bottom pair. I think that's the best thing to do for this season because, like I said, there's no definites in this free agent that are going to immediately yeah. turn your D around. It's not yeah. going to happen. And then for me, I feel like if you – I feel like you can also address a need on the lease, but at the same time acknowledge the fact that you do have an advantage in cap space and you can also get additional assets from other teams for that. Yeah. You know, if you look at, if you look at, for example, last year when Chicago trade uh, had to get rid of Brian Bickle, that four point five uh, cap hit, they also had to throw in uh, Timo Teravine into Carolina, right? Yeah. So if you can get, if you can get some kind of deal like that, where we'll take, we'll take your your bad contract, who can be 
that we can make them serviceable for our team, but at the same time, you can also you know throw throw us like a, like a pick or something like that, or or like a, or a prospect or, or something. Yeah. So the the exp- we're gonna get in, we'll be doing another podcast. Oh, I know some people are asking about the expansion draft. We will be doing another podcast on that. We're also gonna do one on the draft. Chris has got a, a neat idea, so we'll let him. You're gonna want to hear this. You're gonna want to hear this, guys. So little little uh, tease plug we'll do there. Tim Haffey would not be happy with that tease plug, by the way, Austin. That's okay. Um, We're still learning. We got a couple of things before we end the show. I know it's uh, this is probably one of our longer ones. We've been trying to keep them short because you know people don't really like to listen to long podcasts, but hopefully we've provided some entertainment. Two last uh, things before we go. One, the Leafs are playing in another outdoor game. Yay! Uh, that was really childish. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't expect this, guys. I really didn't because it took so long for the Leafs to finally, to finally get their own outdoor game. Outdoor game started when? 2007, 2008? Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Of course, Buffalo yeah. gets the first one because that franchise oh, desperately sadness. needed money. Um. The Leafs then got their a chance to play an outdoor game in Detroit, which was I think that was the best scene for an outdoor. I don't think that it was, was the cool. best game. Yeah, no. Um, but the scene that was cool. I mean, one hundred seven thousand people. My brother was there. He got tickets. I was w- watching it at home, in front of a fireplace. Actually, keeping my tush nice and warm while my brother was <laughs> freezing. Um, <laughs> he, he said it was so cold. Uh, then the Leafs obviously get the Centennial Classic, which I did go. I said I could not miss out on that one. I even spent yeah. a little more than face value for the ticket. I'm not ashamed to say that Probably because worth definitely, definitely, worth definitely, definitely worth it. Although I was stuck in like the wind tunnel area where like the wind was just. Yeah, it was. Sorry for anybody's ears right there, but it was really <laughs> bad. Um, but I mean, just seeing a bunch of grown men singing after Austin Matthews scored that overtime goal was just the best sight I've ever seen. And this the site and BMO Field was a great venue too. Although, wish they had more seats, not benches. <laughs> Metal benches in the winter time was it's a great that idea. Sucked. That's because you're supposed to stand. Dude. It was tough. It was. I mean, we walked around. <laughs> That's how we kept warm. We walked around. I I dressed up for that day. So the Leafs are going to be playing a game at the Naval Academy, which is really great, cool. Great facility. How? Why it took the NHL this long to realize that? That was a perfect venue. Like the MLB had a game there this year, yeah. Boston and Washington, uh, the Red Sox and the Nationals played. Yeah. Why it took the NHL this long to realize? Hey, maybe playing a game in where the military are that would be a great idea. No. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. I think the NHL should have done that a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington's played in a couple of outdoor games. I think yes, the first one should have been in the in in their stadium, but I think this, that second one should have been at the Naval base. So that's going to be really cool. I mean, you're going to have a rematch of the first round, which which is wicked. Hopefully Washington doesn't do anything really dumb to hurt their chances at uh, being a competitive team, but I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. Yeah, uh, two words. or Actually, yeah, one reason, two words, why this, why this outdoor great game is going down, Austin Matthews. If you look at the picture that that they already have that's advertising the Winter Classic, it's Alex um, Alex Ovechkin looking right at Austin Matthews. That's the only reason why this is go- this is going on. Wow. Yeah, sure, the team is better, but like you have you know this this American player, first overall pick who came from the desert, 
who is you know uh, who's right now the best the best player on the the greatest hockey market hockey market in the NHL. Sorry, other teams, it's, it's the truth. Oh, Connor McDavid might say something about well, that. If, well, nah. if you believe reports, one half of that poster might not even be where they're supposed to be come next year. He's he's getting okay. He's staying. Just, we're not. I don't think we. Let's I don't think we. That. I don't think we should. Get no, into, we're not talking. About we're not going to talk about that. Um, take way too long. If a deal comes up, if no. a hockey deal comes up, then maybe. Oh my! Why? Why say <laughs> that? Hockey deal. Why, Mike? <laughs> Mike I mean, we've seen PK Subban get dealt. It's, so. it's the Mike Bergevin. Okay, so we're You're just we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, uh, one more thing, two more things before we go. I are, I know I said two things already. Austin, you show me a, a video. I totally forgot about this guy, Mir Altanen. He yeah. is another option. Now, I, <laughs> fourth line center, maybe a little far fetched. He's not. He, I mean, he played wing for Finland. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, I probably. He, uh, I, I, I mean, he's look, on the I put him top he, six on the Marlies. He, he's going right. top six in the Marlies. But if you had a choice between Altanen or Ben Smith, Altanen, Ben doing, Smith. <laughs> We're going all more offensive so, value for Ben Smith. In case those people in the comment section want to say, "Oh, what about Altonen?" We took care of that. Now the final one before we go, and I, I actually remembered. I didn't need Austin or Omar to, uh, to remind me. Uh, saw a pretty sad tweet today that uh, Bob McGill suffered a blood clot, which led to a stroke. I've had the chance to meet Bob a couple of times. Once at the the Leafs rookie tournament in London. Very nice guy, you know. He's not, a, you know, the, the thing with those guys when they're doing the things with the Marlies, they they see the fans all the time. They're always interacting. Bob, wish you a nice, speedy recovery. Uh, I know it's very scary what you went through. Uh, I've had some experience with uh, family members who've dealt with strokes, so we have you in our prayers. Um, I mean, you're a great guy. I hope you're just taking your recovery uh, well. I know the Marlies are, if, if uh, you're, coming with the if you're hopefully you'll make it back because i mean the marlies could really use your voice next season but uh guys any want any last thoughts there um i've never gotten the chance to meet bob but obviously he's been a figure on leafs tv for multiple years now as long as i've been watching leaf games i've bob bob mcgill's a synonymous name with the Leafs broadcast now yeah, um, I saw him a couple of years ago, actually, at Rico. Uh, I didn't, it wasn't Adam Marley's game, but I was just in the area, and I kind of saw him walking around. You know, had the biggest smile on his face. So, you know, he was, and after that, I walked up to him and said hi. You know, he's a great guy. So, you know, get well soon, and um, hope, hope everything uh, works out well. It got really sad. Um, I mean, obviously, it's something that really sad. So before we, <laughs> before we get all, uh, everybody kind of thinks, oh, David's trying to end this podcast on a very sad note. Not going to do that because we have to remember that NHL draft is this month. Austin is keeping the picks going, so make sure that you are oh, yeah. following those. I got to finish up all those uh, reviews. Omar has actually got two pieces coming out. One that's coming out on Friday, uh, looking at the William Nylander contract. Uh, I won't get mm. too much into that, nice. so hopefully yes. you guys my work. take a look at that. Um and then, you know, Chris Chris is keeping up with everything, you know, expansion draft. Yeah. Jake has got his prospects review coming up, so keep your eye on that. So to end it, thank you for uh, listening to the TOT cast. I hope uh, I was able to satisfy Chris's role for tonight as I haven't even seen any messages from the game. So I hope uh, 
Hope they're getting whatever uh, they're looking for. Yeah, Warriors are up 35-30, I think, after the first. Okay, so we've got – picks are doing well right now. So uh, if you want to follow us, make sure you are on our looking at our Facebook page, Tip of the Tower, uh, following us on Twitter, Tip of the Tower. SoundCloud, iTunes is where you can find the podcast. The YouTube video will most likely be put on my page because the site does not have a YouTube page yet, but we got to f- change that. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yet is the cool is the word. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. So you got uh, at Crystal Kranitz. You got Omar at O L W ninety three. I got that right. Sorry, Chris. And then you got Austin at uh, underscore Austin Owens. And then you can find me at under at D underscore Morisuti. And then you got Jake. I didn't forget Jake. Don't worry. At Jake Middleton twelve. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next Mitch Barner. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.